You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. Today's podcast, we're talking about the nine lies. Yeah, lies that I heard and you've probably heard. Thankfully, I, I was smart enough to figure them out, but initially I heard some of them and that some of them made more sense than the other. But now looking back, nine of them, none of them are accurate. And you've probably heard these and, and some of them you're probably adhering to and it's a huge mistake because some of them are, are just so common and they're said by, you know, even famous people, but they're, they're just not accurate. So I'm going to talk to them right now, talk to you about them right now. The first one is you've heard hard work, work hard, work hard, work hard. Guess what? I'd rather have 10 people working hard for me than me working hard. Let me say that again. I'd rather go to my companies and see 25 people working really hard than me working really hard. And it's not because I don't work hard, but it's because I got 168 hours in a week. I've got limited finite energy. I got limited finite skills. It doesn't matter how hard I work, 25 people are going to outwork me at a substantial level. But we always hear work hard, work hard. If working hard made you rich, I kid you not, my dad would be Bill Gates. Because I never saw a human being work hard. So that's not it. It's getting other people to work hard with you and for you. The second thing I heard is you got to be intelligent. You got to be super smart. My SAT scores in the 1980s, you know, they kind of adjusted them, was 820. I have no idea what that is. But let me just let you in on a secret. I know 700 was the baseline to get into a college. I remember when I got recruited by one school, they said I had to bring my friends so we could combine our SAT scores to get in on an athletic scholarship. I, you know, I'm being funny, but I was far from a rocket scientist. Yet when I went to grad school, my GPA was 386, which is almost straight A's. In undergrad, I had straight A's for an entire semester. Why? What I learned is it's not it's not intelligence. It's it's I had I found areas of competency, areas that I, I liked to learn about because I knew it was going to directly relate to my income later, my career later. Graduate school, I'm, I'm taking classes that I'm, that I'm highly interested in. A typical grad school program is like 36 credits. Okay, so you're talking just 12 classes. It, it's not, it's, it's very hyper-focused. So it's not being, you know, it's not how smart you are. It's how, how, how specialized your knowledge is in the area that you want to pursue. Whatever that area's area is, that's where you need to be smart. Not this broad group of intelligence. I, I, I sucked at science. I, I, you know, anything above algebra one, I was horrible in. Okay, I, 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 you know, until I started writing books, I never knew where to put a comma. Never figured out what the heck a semicolon was for. But I was smart enough. Thankfully, I was a good athlete, and and you know, and, and as as I've gone on, I've, I've gotten smart in the areas that I need to. So that, that's the second lie. The third lie I heard is it takes money to make money. Well, I don't know how that is because all the companies I've started, I started with under ten thousand dollars. Okay, and and then some people may say, well, ten thousand is a ton of money. It, it there are ways to get ten thousand dollars. Okay, you can take personal loans, you can get credit cards, uh, you can get a group of investors to give you a thousand. I mean, 10,000 is not a million. But we hear that all the time. It takes money to make money. Yeah, it takes a little bit of money 
to make some money. And if you keep the some money and then you just keep putting it back in and putting it back in, what my thought, what I always did when I started a business is I always kept my day job. So every penny that my company made for the first two years, I put it back in. So I only needed enough to get it to breathe because I believe, you know, every small business typically is going to make money in the first 30 days or it's going to be out of business. It's just my philosophy. And, and so I always made money quick and I put every dime of it back in to the company. So the idea that, you know, it takes money to make money, it takes a little bit of money. All right, next, debt is bad, right? Don't we hear that? I mean, Dave Ramsey, debt is bad. You know, to some people, it probably is. But to entrepreneurs, it probably isn't. <laughs> well, Sean, I, I heard it's bad. Well, well, tell me something. I just looked it up before I got on this podcast. Apple, uh, you know, Apple's debt right now is $98 billion. They got a whole lot of money. Why are they $98 billion in debt? Why is Microsoft $41 billion in debt? Why is Walmart $64 billion in debt? Because they know if you can borrow money at an interest rate of this, okay, low, under 5%, and my cash can make me this, 15%, I'll borrow money every day, all day. And in business, to, to do capital expenses, big projects, buy offices. When I bought my company's office, I had to rub two sticks together to buy that thing. I didn't have a lot of money. It was a creative deal. But I took on debt. Well, that, that, that buying that office, that office now is worth five times what I paid for it. But I could have never bought, bought it if, if I had to have cash to do it. So we hear that. Debt is bad. Next one is, have you heard that the customer is always right? Well, guess what? You haven't met all my customers because I've met, a, I've got a bag of crazies out there. Okay, I'm being funny about it, but they're, they're not always right. That is, if they're always right, then you're always wrong. What I've always said is you can typically learn something from every customer, but it does not mean that they're right. And I have, believe me, I have politely and in very polite terms have told a customer when they're, they're not accurate. I tell them, you need to reread the contract. I don't believe you read page two. You need to reread that email or you need to, whatever it is, the idea that they're always right means that you and your employees are always wrong. And that is not a power position you want to be in, especially in home services. All right, next slide. Live below your means. It sounds good in theory, and I do believe you should live below what comes in. I believe in the philosophy of it, but the problem is I believe expand your means. <laughs> what it was told to me, it was kind of like, okay, you're going to make this amount of money and you're going to adjust your life and you're basically going to live in that small house, drive that you know, used car because you're going to live below your means. That said to me, I'm going to grow my means. So always look at that in a different way. It's not that I'm going to live below my means. It's just my means are going to be so ridiculous it's going to be really easy to live below it. I mean, I live substantially below my means and it's not because I think I'm that frugal. I live in a really big house, got really nice cars and things of that nature. But my offense, my means are just substantial. So don't worry about living. So it's not the idea of living below your means. The idea is to expand your means. All right, next slide. You've heard and I've heard. You'll be equal to your five closest friends financially. 
So basically the idea is you, you need to be only friends with wealthy people or you're not going to be wealthy. Well, let me ask you a question. What if your best friend's a school teacher? So you're not his friend anymore because he makes $60,000? Yeah, he's the coolest guy in the world. He'd take a bullet for you. So you wouldn't be his friend because he's a school teacher. What if your other friend was maybe a marriage counselor? Makes 90 grand a year, saves marriages. You know, he's got a PhD, smart guy, great guy. So he wouldn't fit into your friendship group. Now I can keep going all the way down the line and you kind of get where I'm going on this one. But I have a group of friends like that. and I've never really ever asked them what they make. I mean, I have a general idea based on their occupations. But it never dictated whether we we're going to be friends or not. It's probably why we've been friends for 36 years and they'd take a bullet for me. It's probably why I talk to them every week on the phone. Probably why I take vacations with them. Probably if I text any of them and I needed something, they would, every single one of them would be at my house within 12 hours. I don't even hesitate to know that would happen. But it has no basis on their income. I pick friends based on who they are. They're character? Do I like them? Do we have common interests, common values? I, I'm going to dictate my income. And so that what, what they make is completely irrelevant to it. So again, I, that never made sense to me based on what I just shared with you. What if their occupations are extraordinarily noble, but they're not high paid? All right. Next one. Um, last one here. Yeah. Money is the root of all evil. Well, then I want a lot <laughs> I'm not even going to, I'm going to laugh at this one. Money is not the root of all evil. It, it's, it, you know, it, the, it sounds good to people who want to justify being poor. Guess what? You can't do anything great philanthropically without money. So all these extraordinary ideas, whether it's ministry, whether it's feeding the homeless, whether it's taking care of people with, you know, with extraordinary physical limitations that don't have money. All you have to do is watch a Shriners commercial, watch Tunnel for Towers, and we can keep going. Every one of those extraordinary organizations are around and do great good because of people who give money. Without money, you wouldn't have any of these extraordinary philanthropic, you know, philanthropic efforts. So the idea that money is the root of all evil, no, it's what you do with the money. It's what you did to get the money. It's what the money, you know, if it turns you into somebody, that, that's awful. But typically money just accentuates who you were in the first place. You know, if you were an a-hole, you're just a bigger one. If you're a good guy, you're just, you're good. You're generous. You're, you look for opportunities to be generous. But it has nothing to do with this idea that money is the root of all evil. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, what I shared with you was nine lies, and I was just sitting down, you know, writing certain things that I've heard over the years, and I do hope that, that you kind of get where I'm coming from really quickly, running through them. The idea of hard work, I believe in working really hard, but I'd rather have 25 hard workers working with me or for me. The idea that you need to be super smart, no, you need to have an area of competency where you're super skilled and smart in that given area. Then it takes money to make money, and it takes a little money to make money, and then to just keep making money and making money. But there's a lot of ways to get your hands on enough money to get a company off the ground. Okay, so don't don't feel like you've got it. You know, it's got to be a hundred thousand dollars. You could never get a business off the ground. I've gotten businesses off the ground from a thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars. 
Then debt is bad. I shared with you, well, Apple's in debt, Microsoft is in debt, you know, Tesla's a few billion in debt, uh, you know, Walmart's 60 some in, billion in debt. It's working okay for them. Live below your means? No, expand your means. You'll be equal to your five closest friends financially. Pick your friends not based on what they make for a living. Pick your friends based on their values, whether you like being with them, whether you trust them, whether you got get great, great chemistry, do you respect them? It has, should never have anything to do with their bank account. That is absolutely, that is so extraordinarily shallow. And the idea that money is the root of all evil, no, clearly it's not. Uh, after, actually, if you look in Genesis chapter 2, gold is good. You can look that up. So it's what you do with it. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast, where we try to equip, encourage, and educate, educate entrepreneurs in the least amount of time possible. This podcast is brought to you by Gig Strategic, the best digital marketing company because you'll actually work with someone. That was the biggest problem I had. I would get emails from you know different parts of the world and would give me SEO rankings and they go up and down, but I never knew how, why mine was so bad and what they were going to do to fix it and why my competitor was in front of me and all these different things. With Gig Strategic, you'll actually work with a human being that will oversee your account that you can ask questions to. They're incredible. Get a free analysis, gigstrategic.com. Thank you again. We'll talk soon.